Wildman66, did you miss the Zoom boom today on Robin Hood or not, dude? Or did you get a piece of it? I got a piece of it, but not, I mean, I was on it two, three weeks ago. And I mean, I nobody, I, at least I didn't foresee what happened today. I mean, it's up $100 a share. And you want to talk about running red hot. Not only is Bones DK Golf uh, throwing out some great picks, like I said, had another minor cash relative to his last $40,000 and $70,000 cash. He had a minor cash this week, but... He also had two shares of Tesla this morning. <laughs> it split into 10 for him. How does that feel, buddy? Oh, man, what a day. I mean, man, Zoom and Tesla both just dominate the market. Man. How many Zoom do you have, Rob? 15. Oh, oh man. That ain't bad at all. That's yeah, a nice little score there. I got that as a 304 mark, dub B. Share. We're talking about you guys running hot on Robin Hood, but you guys are still red hot on DK. And if we run over your picks from this past week, your top tier, two top plays were Dustin Johnson and John Rahm. They freaking go into a playoff. Your mid-tier guys were Tony Finau. He finishes uh, in fifth place. Matsuyama was a birdie maker all weekend, a, a high scorer all weekend. I guess you kind of. I, I guess we all kind of missed on Harris English. He was probably the most frustrating pick of the week. But just talk a little bit about... Uh, how you feel after this week? Yeah, uh, I'm a little. I got over the Harris English play because Adam Scott ended up shooting like a five or six over on Sunday, birdie three. So I was sick to my stomach that I picked uh, English over Scott at first. Uh, but hey, there's four rounds of golf, and you got to be patient uh, and watch all four rounds. Uh, English ended up playing pretty well, actually. So I could sleep at night with that mean cash. Um, cashed in. Uh, a lot of our followers listened in and, and cashed on John Rom. Uh, $800 winner from uh, Jordan Sassine, uh $500 winner from Doc Sassine, and a $750 winner from Adam Bishop. So big winners on the ROM win. Uh, so can't complain. Uh, glad to hear that everybody else is winning. And I also was able to uh, net $10 on a $15 bet on DraftKings <laughs> from taking your, your picks. Thank you guys very much. Uh, Steve, your biggest letdown this week, dude. I mean, we were texting back and forth about Harris English. We were texting back and forth about a couple different guys. Who was your biggest letdown this week, Steve? Because at one point, you guys did have a sweat going. You got it into the top 50, and we're hoping you could develop something, but it just never kind of materialized this week. Yeah, English uh, English played well. I mean, his irons were on. He just really, really couldn't make butts out there. And that was the case for a lot of guys. I don't really... Uh, hold English too accountable for the for the uh, the result, but I'd say Berger, given his value and given his recent form, was the biggest letdown of the week for us. Despite him holding out for Eagle there on the front nine on Sunday, that that pretty much saved his round. Otherwise, I would say a letdown for a guy who's really trying to break into that top 10 world. I agree there. I agree there. That's a name I think you should hang on to as we get into this weekend's uh, tour championship. But, Robbie, your biggest letdown. Anybody else on your mind that was a letdown this week for you? Um, Not too many letdowns. Uh, What about Cam Champ? Champ? I mean, Champ was bad, dude. He was bad this week. Yeah, he let a lot of people down, um, you know, from the tweets and the screenshots and the text and everything. A lot of people were not happy about Champ, and it seemed like he buried a lot of people for cash. Even even my ROM lineup did not cash because it had Champ in it. So that was a big swing and a miss. And I will say it's a full fade this week. Full fade on Cam Champ? Not like him here. Uh, upcoming. He's got some outrageous odds this week. Let me see here. He is uh, fifty, th- or he's plus 50,000 right now 
uh, according to DraftKings online sportsbook. So those are some some pretty outrageous odds. This is a wild tournament coming up this week here, guys, in terms of how it's set up. You only got 30 golfers in the field. And again, we'll get more into individual guys, I think, with our Wednesday show. But you got uh, 30 guys in the field here. Not only that, Dustin Johnson starts with a two-stroke lead. John Rahm starts with a uh, stroke lead on the rest of the field. Our boy Cameron Champ, who we just talked about, has to start this week 10 shots off the lead. How is that going to affect? I mean, what do you guys think of this format first, Steve? It's an interesting format. I think this is year two or three of you know handicapping to win the Tour Championship and an official PGA Tour victory. But with the added strokes in the FedEx Cup, that's, who's gonna, that's how it's going to be determined who wins the FedEx Cup. And also where the finishing positions were in drafting. So it can get a little weird where, you know, you have a guy that, like, take a Lanto Griffin or something in the middle of the pack. If he somehow shoots the lowest 72 all ag score, and then you got Rom and DJ dueling, you know, with one another, but they're out of the actual tour championship event, it's bizarre. So they could actually be, you know, a couple of shots back of the leader of the ag score and still be competing for the FedEx Cup. So it's weird, you know, and that can play into some, some certainly some DK scoring. To your point, though, Steve, the thing that may kind of level that out is it also is a $15 million cash prize. Rob, I mean, that's a giant prize. Do you think that's going to aff- – I mean, right, these guys are all pro golfers. They're all millionaires, but that $15 million cash prize, that's got to that's gotta raise some hairs on these guys uh, next, right? I mean, that that's a big sum of money. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be an interesting week, and obviously $15 million is on the line. Um, so I don't doubt DJ or Rom. Just as uh, DK purposes, I just think you need to evaluate how you're going to structure your lineup this week. Um, I think Justin Thomas and Webb Simpson are in great spots to try to make a comeback and win that money, where DJ and Rom need to kind of hold on, essentially. But again, I think Rom and DJ are going to go out there like they, they, they don't have a lead and that they need to go out there and try to beat everybody evenly. Any odds uh, that jump off the page for you guys right off the get-go? I'll give you some long shots, like some things that jump off the page to me. Cam Smith, Cam Champ, Mark Leishman, they're all plus 50,000 right now. Uh, Lanto Griffin, plus 35,000. I mean, there, there's a chance here. There's only 30 golfers. Somebody's got to win this thing. And I know DJ is red, red hot right now. But you might be able to take a flyer on some of these long odds here, Wild Man, and and you could get a nice little ROI here. Yeah, I think it depends on who who how you're betting the card. You know, like I said, if you're betting a guy in the middle of the pack, like uh, Munoz or Griffin or one of these guys, or, or even Cameron Champ, you know, you're gonna in order to win the FedEx Cup, they're gonna have to beat DJ by ten shots, let alone Rock by eight and Morikawa by six and Thomas by seven and so on and so forth. If you're playing a guy just to shoot the low 72-act score, I mean, yeah, they're all in play. And by the way, I want to put one thing into context for you, Edge, that you just mentioned about a $15 million purse. Heck yeah, that's a lot of money. Daniel Berger's career earnings on the PGA Tour, $17 million. All right? So, yeah, it's a lot of money. Winning the $15 million. is everybody? I mean, Patrick Reed, that down there, if he wins the tournament, is he going to win the $15 million or, or is he eliminated from winning that money? No, now remember, everyone's eligible to win the money, but guys start in the bottom tier. For example, Cam Cham is starting even par in the FedEx Cup. DJ is going to start at ten under. John Rahm's going to be eight under. Justin Thomas is at five under. Webb Simpson is at six under. Morikawa is at five under, and then the rest of the group is is bunched in. 
uh, at four under. There's uh, four under. There's five guys at three under, and so on. I think there's five guys at even. I mean, it's a crazy format. And yes, if if they are able to make up the ten strokes on DJ, they'll win the fifteen million bucks. How realistic is it, though, Robbie? And Steve, you, you can jump in on this one, too. How realistic is it, though, that Dustin Johnson seeds a two-stroke lead after finishing in first place two weeks ago and then taking a 66-foot miracle putt by John Rahm to lose this week? I mean, how reasonable is it for somebody to, to catch DJ? I think as good as he's been playing, this might be the best he's ever played, you know, as good as he's been in the past, I should say. I mean, he's been a number one, number one in the world golf ranking several times, 22 wins on tour. He's got a major. He's been in contention in countless other ones. He's the all time leader in FedEx cup, top fives and top tens and top 20. He's going to be there. He's got great course history here at East Lake where this event is held every year. Making up two shots is not extreme, but I think making up five or six, Shots is where I really draw the line. Rom's the only yeah, guy. Rom's the only guy that's got to make up two, though. The rest of the guys got to make up three, four, five, six, even down to ten strokes. Is like I said, Rob. I mean that that's a tall order when you consider what Steve just said and how well Dustin Johnson's playing. Yeah, for his form, it is. But you know, in a in a four round tournament, it's not that crazy to say that someone makes up five strokes and somebody it's only a stroke a day. So I mean, those guys are still in play to win this thing. Um, you definitely have to account for that. By the way, real quick, in 1997, Greg Norman had won more or had the highest career earnings in history. In the history of the PGA Tour, in 1997, he had made $9.7 bucks. <laughs> 23 years later, there is a tournament person that is almost going to double that, which is pretty incredible. Anybody that wants to talk about the state of golf, I think it's doing pretty well. Rob, what do you think about – I know we don't want to – talk too specifically about who you're liking this week because you got to do your research but what kind of research are you going to be doing this week what are the key stats that you're looking for at east lake in atlanta georgia um it seems like um driving accuracy and distance aren't as as important this week it's just about uh ball striking and putting actually uh it's on bermuda this week so we're gonna look a little bit into that but uh i'm gonna ride reasons for him pretty hard steve what are you looking at yeah i like course history here you know especially because the short field too so if you have course history here that means you've played it on this stage and you know that matters i mean of course this isn't a major but it still is the tour championship it kind of feels like a major for the FedEx Cup. it kind of feels yeah, like a major this year with the especially i don't know the playoffs been around certainly for a while and i know some people are kind of you know, huffing and puffing at this year's playoff because you didn't have because it was all kind of out of whack and you didn't have fans there. But it's been very compelling television the first two rounds, and I think these these top thirty are, are going to really put on a great show. There's some great golf being played amongst really all thirty of the guys that are out here. You could pick and choose a couple things about each one of these guys. You know, our boy Kisner, for example, he's ten strokes. He's going to start ten shots off. No, I'm sorry, nine <laughs> shots off. He's plus twenty thousand right now. Scotty Scheffler is going to going to start eight shots off. He's actually got pretty good odds, plus eight thousand. But there's some guys out here. Our boy Shawfield or Shoffley, I know you love him, Rob. He's going to start seven shots back. He's only plus twenty two hundred. I mean, it's going to be anybody could win this thing. I agree. I agree for sure. You just got to pick and choose. Obviously, this week it's a tough decision. You only have thirty guys, but uh, that's why I, I said I'm going to ride recent form pretty hard this week. I'm not going to you know take a gamble. And I mean, all of these guys are playing incredible. To be honest with you, uh, yeah, and you. Look at the board. I mean, over the last couple of years, it's it's studs at the top. You know, you're going to have to go back several years to try to find a leaderboard at the Tour Championship that didn't have major winners. 
and guys in the top 25 in the world ranking. Um, so, so that's what I'd expect too. You know, I'd expect the cream to rise to the top. And you have some, you know, and I'm not, I don't understand the, the entire FedEx Cup point process perfectly, but you know, you've got some guys in there like Leachman who shot 30 over last week and somehow he's in. I don't know how that's possible. But then you've got, you know, the Lanto Griffins and the, and the Munozes and the guys that maybe, um, the Cameron Chance and the Kenji Hughes, Cameron Smith, Palmer, nah, like these guys aren't, elite players by any means there's there, there are a lot of mid-tier guys that got in when you have like Cantley and Adam Scott and Ricky Fowler who aren't playing in defense so I expect the cream to rise to the top and you have to find that value um, depending on where they're starting and, and what their salaries are Rob do you think um, the week off is going to help Webb Simpson or is it going to be like a Jason Day situation with the Mittens out in San Francisco where it's just a completely ridiculous <laughs> turn of events out of a professional golfer and a grown man? Uh, Webb Simpson is a solid player. Uh, it's kind of weird that he uh, you know, opted out last week, but um, I would never think that he can come up to play any tournament, especially, again, with uh, $15 million on the line. Uh, yeah. Didn't seem to be a too too bad of a decision from Webb either. He only dropped from third to fourth in the FedEx. Nah, so but I'll tell you what, CBS ran ten right there. CBS ran ten thousand simulations of this tournament, and Webb didn't finish very high in any of them. So I'd, I'd keep an eye on him. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know if that's going to help at all. What was your favorite shot of the weekend, Steve? I had to be DJ's putt on eighteen. I mean, what about the ROM putt? I mean, that was I mean, because of the way he played. He took the penalty stroke. The you know forgetting to mark his ball on Saturday. So he, I mean, he was right there. He earned it. But just to see DJ stand in there, man, and and make that button. I mean, that's just, to me, that's, I mean, he's my favorite player on tour anyhow. But man, was that cool. How weird, Rob, was that John Rahm penalty stroke on Saturday? And then honestly, I mean, we can sit here and talk about how great the, the DJ putt was. That Rom putt was, I mean, as true as a putt as I've ever seen a man hit. It, it, it dropped right in the center of the cup. Yeah, it wasn't a false putt. No. <laughs> no, no, it was a true putt. It was it was pure. Uh, the coolest part was I was on my I was on the phone actually with my friend Jordan, and he was like, dude, listen, it's 800 bucks. Rom can win this. And I was on the phone with him with his approach shot. I was like, ooh, man. I was like, he, was like, he has like 70 feet for birdie. You know, DJ stuck it. And he was just devastated, you know, and, and you know, just being on the phone with him when it when it went in, we both erupted. It, it was a magical moment. The old saying, the old slogan for the PGA Tour was, "These guys are good," and there's no doubt about it, man. I mean, uh, if Rom takes that putt 100 times, he probably makes it five or six times. You take that putt 100 times. I'm a 12 handicap, man. I play more golf than you guys. I take that putt 100 times. I probably don't make it once. I'm being dead serious, man. <laughs> You know, that's so funny you bring that up because I remember DJ having a 35-footer on late in the, late in the round, and it flashed up that his make percentage was 5% from 35 feet. Yeah, yeah. So he's 1 for 20. So essentially he makes one 35-footer around, right, if he had a 35-footer on every hole. So I think, the, I think that wrong spot was even longer odds than that you know that's probably one in 100 my odds they had a 10 footer and a 60 footer are the same in fact my odds actually like i'm better from over 10 feet than i am from under 10 feet there's no doubt about that and in fact i'm better from like six feet than i am from like one foot away i mean that's the truth that's about my range (laughs) it's such a weird thing isn't it about six inches is it 
what is it that makes like the two and a half three footers so hard? <laughs> oh, it's something they what do they say? It's ninety percent mental, right? It's ninety percent in your head. Those one and two and three footers, Steve. I've seen you miss many of them for many, 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 many bets in the past. I remember the I one. Lost a lot of <laughs> I remember one at Lakeview. Uh, on the 18th hole, you're like two feet away, and me and Bug were sitting up in the cart. And I remember whispering to him, I'm like, there's no way he makes this. And sure enough, <laughs> you like left it short on the low side of it. We're going to be actually, we're going to be playing some golf this weekend. Uh, and we're going to talk about that in just one second. But truthfully, the, the, the ROM putt, as impressive as it was for the win, was, a, I don't want to say it was easy because it wasn't. I just said I'd never make it in 100 putts, but at least it had a line going down the hill where you could kind of put it on. Johnson's putt on 18, it seemed like was a triple breaker. I mean, at, at the very last minute, it was a foot outside the hole, it seemed like, and somehow bent back in. So if you have to compare the two, I know Rom won, on, won the championship with his putt, but the Johnson putt was more difficult, if you ask me, on 18. I don't, I don't know about more difficult, but it was a magic. It was, it was a great moment for Johnson. I think for what was at stake, you know, yeah. you could say that, right? I mean, Rom was just kind of trying to lag it up there, knowing that he's probably still in the tournament if he two putts. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good point. Um, he had less pressure. Like there was less pressure on that putt because he could two putt and still be in it. Like DJ had to make it. I mean, that, that was just incredible. I hope this, uh, like this format, the way that they have it set up. I love having the thirty guys in it. I think that's awesome. I just hope, like, giving Johnson a two-stroke lead and a five-stroke lead and a ten-stroke lead doesn't reduce the drama at all. Just remember that there's a tour event win at stake here too. You know, so you don't have to win the FedEx Cup to win million and a half bucks in a trophy and get yourself into the majors next year and get yourself back into the Masters for a couple of years and so on and so forth. So, all right. a lot that's, of play for all these That's guys. what I was asking, though. Like, if Cameron Champ wins this, he wins $1.5 but not the $15 because he won't win the FedEx Cup or what? Correct. He's got to beat DJ by 10 and beat Rom by 8 and beat JT by 7 and so on. Like, there's a... To win the $15 million, but he can still win, like, the... Side, I guess. If he shoots the low 72, 72 score, Steve, does he win a tour championship? He wins the tour championship, the trophy, the money, and all the exemptions. So we are going to have uh, Bones DK and TW Man 66 picks coming up here later in the week, probably Wednesday. We, you guys are also going to be making the cross-country t- trip this weekend. We're going to be watching golf together. Bones DK is out in Colorado. Stevie's down in Florida. I'm up in in. <laughs> The state of West Virginia, not the western part of Virginia. I actually live in <laughs> in that little spot on the map called West Virginia. But um, you guys are making the the road trip for the old Golden Nectar Tournament, which our family plays every year. And we talked a little bit about your golf games last week. Have you guys done anything within this week? Have you gone out practice swing? Have you been, um, you know, doing any calisthenics, anything like that to prepare for this weekend? I have been using my putting green it's like a little six foot turf rollout thing on my back porch and you know from from five feet i'm like i'm probably 10 percent. <laughs> i mean rob can you believe he lives in florida and he's rolling out a five foot mat to putt on rather than just like walk outside and go putt yeah, i mean what's going on there i mean you know the golf course is around each corner there on every block what's the temperature right now in colorado rob it's- Freezing. Uh, I woke up this morning and I, it, it probably was a high of 40. And uh, today it hit about 55, I think, was the high. <laughs> um, it, it, it's cold, man. I, I'm, I'm super excited to 
to get to the warmer weather uh, because it's about to be snowboarding weather here in about two weeks. I want to hear a prediction, Steve. Steve's got some game actually with golf. What do you think you're going to shoot? You said last week you hadn't had you hadn't played in two months. However, you did have a hole in one earlier this year, and you can shoot in the high 70s and the low 80s. What do you expect? And we are playing like more of a cow pasture golf course here, also. And there's five par fives, I think, Steve. There's short par fours. Like, what are you expecting? What's it called, Rob? Fairway links or something? Is that what it's called? Yeah. I'll tell you what. Clever. Clever. Fairway links. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I think that's what it's called. It's really called Fairway Links, isn't it? I think it? it's called The Golf Course. <laughs> it's named after Bill Mazeroski. Mazeroski, uh, you know, origi- owns the course, originated it. So it used to be up. called Mazeroski's, but I'm pretty sure the sign just says Fairway Links is what it says. Steve, what do you expect to shoot at the Fairway Links this week? I've, I've played pretty well at this course before. That's what I recall. I think I've shot like 74 out here, actually. I can't wait to see his Yeah, I'm pretty sure last time I was out here, I went low. I got the course record last time I was out here. I didn't shoot the course, maybe uh, the family course record. We didn't shoot these. Steve, yeah, I, want, I want an honest number out of you right now. Let's say you have to shoot this this weekend to win the tour championship. What's the number? 79. Okay, okay. He's 79. So 78. Uh, please mark it down. 78 lower. He is a tour champion. Rob? It's 79 and a half. Like, the 79 I win. Okay, 79 you win the championship. Okay. Uh, Rob, as the younger brother, I don't feel sorry about saying you're probably the, well, I mean, Andy Bones is the worst golfer by far, but you're, you're third on this list here. What's the number you've got to shoot? to win the tour championship this weekend. Uh, so, yeah, I, I shot my low, low score ever at this course. It's definitely an easier course, wide open, a uh, lot of forgiveness. I shot an 81 here back uh, in 2000-something. I don't know. But uh, he, made up. he made it up. No, no. It's the course. It's my course record, but I think it was an 80. Well, I can't really remember. It's my lowest round ever, but I can't really remember if it's an it 80. One of those 80. years, two years ago. <laughs> I'll take a picture of it and upload it. Uh, there's, there's Uncle Keith, you know, took a photo of it. But uh, uh, I'd say uh, I want to break uh, 90. Yeah, that's fair. That, that's fair, and I think you could possibly do that. I, I do think a, a guy rolling up who hasn't touched a club all year could roll out and play the fairway links and probably shoot 90. We've made eagles out here before, this group of guys. We don't make a lot of eagles. We've made eagles out here before. We've turned in some low numbers. I'm going to say my okay, number. I, I like the number 79, Steve. I think if, if you could shoot below 79, you could walk away with, like, patting your back a little bit and saying, you know, hey, I, I played about as good as I can play out here. I want to hear what your number is. I think 79 is a good number. I think I could shoot 78 out there. There's a couple shots that are – it's a river course. It's right on the river. So there, And I play that, like, baby fade or that slice, whichever you want to call it. I call it a baby fade when I'm playing well. It's a slice when I'm playing bad, but – um, as long as I can keep it in play, I should have no problem breaking eighty. I really, I really believe that. But we are going to take pictures. This is this is why I'm bringing it up. I'm not bringing it up to brag or or because trust me, well, there's nothing to brag about on this podcast when it comes to our golfing abilities. But we are going to take some pictures and we're going to put some social media up here of the uh, Bones DK Golf family uh, golf outing this weekend at the Fairway Links, and it should be a lot of fun. You've also been known <laughs> to drink. 11 to 15 
cold beers out there. How's yeah, that yeah. Gonna well, just so you guys know, too, we start I at 6. You, I think you were sleeping in the car. <laughs> last year. We start at 6 o'clock in the morning. And um, I know I didn't invent this saying, but you know the old saying, Steve. It's a holiday weekend. It's Labor Day. It's a family reunion. And you can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. So we usually start early at the Nectar. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, you know, I, I've been really working on my swing. But really, I've been drinking as many beers as I can at night and cutting to you know, try to line up my, my pipes a little better when, I, when I'm about six years deep. So. Bones DK Golf got the Tesla stock split today, turned two shares into 10 shares, had another $1,500 cash this past weekend. And uh, not only are we going to have some DK Golf picks, but I'm putting you guys on the spot. We need some Robin Hood day trading stock picks like Davey Day Trader from Barstool Sports. We got to get some uh, Robin Hood day trade picks out of you guys on Wednesday, too. Can you handle that? We're getting up there, Edge. Of course, I would, I would love for everyone to start making money with us. That's what we're all about. We're all about the people and, uh, you know, making making everybody money. Wild, man. Yeah, I've got a couple picks that I'm, I'm <laughs> willing to put out there on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, I'm owners of these companies at the moment and uh, kind of waiting for them to pop. You know? You, you know what we used to say about Wild, man? You get the authentic feeling, whatever he is feeling, and you go the exact opposite, and you're going to be successful that way. <laughs> But the truth is, no, I'm not playing. Uh, you guys have been awesome the last couple of weeks, and this whole thing that you guys have created with the uh, the picks and, and just the whole network of people that you guys have going for you right now, it's really cool. We got your picks coming up on Wednesday. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks. Thank you, Edge. Thank you, Wildman. Good luck.